For this evening, going to be mainly clear and colder. The low drop in a 27, so grab your jacket. Sun with areas of high clouds tomorrow, the high 54. Clear skies tomorrow night, the low 30. And to kick off the weekend Saturday, plenty of sunshine, the high 57. Sunday looks good, too, high 61. With AccuWeather, I'm Ruth O'Brien on the News and Talk Authority, AM 1240 WATN. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> is that each uh, store, with few exceptions, are owned by one franchisee. In other words, um, like with McDonald's and other franchises, it's not uncommon for a, a company or, or an owner to own a multiple locations, and, you know, which is typical. I mean, that's the same thing with well, Burger King is more corporate-owned and so forth, but a lot of the McDonald's are franchised out to, to uh, companies that operate upwards of 10 or 20, a lot. Same with the Wendy's. But Chick Fil A, very rarely are there uh, are there owners that own more than one. So in their hand bits, it's a long, long process. So when you think about franchises and box franchise stores, and we got all of them now, essentially, I don't know what we don't have anymore. Um, this is a very unique place, and and again, it it, it speaks volumes. Look 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 what happened today. People lining up at two o'clock in the morning. At this location right now, and what do they call that plaza? Watertown Plaza, you know, the, the Donegan family plaza, I call it. Right there off 81. I remember when I worked, worked at Channel 50, that, that whole lot, what, what, four or five acres at least, just was just a, was nothing. I mean, there's nothing there. And what, 20 years ago or so, the Donegan family developed that, and it gets bigger and bigger all the time. I wish someone would take over that plaza across the street, though. That gets worse. Last night, they didn't know there. How often would you have a franchise like like a Chick-fil-A that opens up and, and two sitting Congress people come to the grand opening? That's right. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik and Congresswoman Claudia Tenney both were at the grand opening today. And you say, wow, that's, that's something. But then you remember, because Glenn Curry's an astute person of, of politics and so forth, that it's not just another franchise. It's Chick-fil-A. And uh, uh, that, that, that business, just that uh, company rather, just like Hobby Lobby, has been in the news in recent years because their allegiance to Christian faith, to family values. Oh, we don't want to, you know, have anything to do with this or that. And, and of course, they've been scrutinized. And so it, uh, it's not just another great place to get delicious chicken. 
and, and great service and all that stuff, not to mention all the jobs that it's created. But it's also a symbol. And uh, Chick-fil-A is exactly that, which, you know, you're not going to see that, when, for instance, you know, even if a Walmart opened, you're not going to get Congress people for that. But you will get it for a Chick-fil-A, and that happened today. So that's, that. granted, it's only a week or so away, less than two weeks from Election Day. But uh, come on, we know who's going to win those those seats. You know, the incumbents win hands down. So, uh, uh, big day. Now, I know they were talking quite a bit about it during the hotline show today, and uh, someone called in to say how great everyone was operating on. That's great, and I hope it continues, uh, especially when the snow starts to fly, because it's a little tight down there when you have Starbucks on one side, and, you know, you got Jim Levin looking for 13 Splendor and his large coffee. Now, that in itself takes about three minutes, at least. Uh, so when you know, those are two very, very, and not to mention all the other attractions there. Now, whatever happened to Sonic? Sonic, first of all, for the record, doesn't advertise with us, so I can kind of throw them under the bus from a little way. But th- when that opened up, that was that was a big, big sensation. And uh, and yet I I barely remembered it's still there. I mean, I drive by it all the time, but I never go in there. It's like, do I want a hot dog? The first thing I think about a, of Sonic is a, it's a place where you can get a hot dog. And, and a Sunday float. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. So anyway, I think we have every franchise out there. So what I was talking about at the outset was something on Facebook. It's very, it, it's it's something that I'm hypnotized by, and it doesn't take much for me to you know to be gra- to gravitate towards anything. To be quite honest, but th- there's they play this song. I wish I could find it. I, I'm not going to bore you by looking for it. I should have had it ready. I will. But they play this this somber music. Don't blame yourself. The world's coming to an end. Boop, boop, boop. But the whole idea is it shows properties that were distressed, that looked good at one point. And it's all from Google Maps, by the way. And it's all crude. It's, it's, it's f- uh, pictures or video of old pictures from Google Maps from years ago, what a house looked like in some, neighbor, some crappy neighborhood in Detroit that used to be the cat's meow. Of course, Detroit has fallen p- apart once again in recent years or decades, and it will show a, a old, old-style house, something typical that you'd see on Tonight Street right here in Watertown, Academy Street, and it looks nice. Oh, here's a house in 2008. Oh, look, there's people on the porch. I said, here's, th- here's the house three years later. Oh, it looks like it needs some help. Here's the house four years later. Everything is boarded up, and then here's the house now. It's all gone. It's very sad. And we talk about, you know, the, 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 how Watertown's been affected by, you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah there's, <laughs> there's some areas of Watertown that should be, you know, that, that fit this whole motif of what it looked like 10, 12, 15 years ago and what it looks like today. But I could tell you this much. Detroit and other cities, based on this Facebook page, it's just a group of people that have nothing more to do but just waste Glenn Curry's time with what a picture looked like on Google's map 12 years ago and what it looks like today. But it speaks volumes to where we are in the world. It's not just homes. It would be like a business. There was one there with Sonic, for instance. There was another one with McDonald's. I said, when was the last time a McDonald's closed? I've never seen a, a, an empty McDonald's. You see like an empty Pizza Hut that converted itself into like a, a dental shop or something. But McDonald's closing down? That's never going to happen. So if you see that, you know what I'm talking about. That music is somber. Very somber. Don't blame yourself. <clears throat> Uh, 755-1240 is the number. Yesterday, I went all gung-ho about the big three uh, uh, the debates the night before. And, of course, the Sean Hannity's and all the Republican pundits are still talking about that. Uh, are, are we, you know, the big debate, of course, one of those three was the, uh, the Hochul-Zeldin um, debate. And, again, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing more and more things. And, again, maybe I'm listening to the wrong sources. Maybe I should go with the SG route and start looking at other sources as opposed to Fox and Hannity and all that stuff. But they're saying that Zeldin is ahead. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but then that raises the question, what can a Republican do in Albany? Well, I'd certainly like to see him try, that's for sure. But more and more people from the left are getting very, very nervous. And uh, who knows what, 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 what results we'll have. Uh, something tells me a lot of these races, especially the state races for senator, like in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, we're not going to have results right away. Of course, people like Stacey Abrams is going to contest her loss, even though she'll be behind by at least two, three, maybe four points. But she'll stay, still say something or other is up. And that will drag the process out. But uh, just think, two weeks from now, uh, we'll have at least... The, the, uh, uh, the majority of the results uh, from the midterms 
and then we'll see who's had and who's not. And it's so crucial because that's why you know the left is so so hung up on this Futterman guy. And, and if they were watching the ship, they should have immediately said no. Remember, he had a stroke three days before the primary. And so he was, you know, whether or not the other guy that he was running against in the Democratic Party was any better or worse, he couldn't have been worse. There's nothing worse than Fetterman. I saw more and more of his debate the other night, and I forgot to mention that the very first thing he said at the outset was, good night. And I thought it was a joke. Sometimes I'll start the show and say, oh, something screws up. Good night, everybody. You know, right at the outset. I do it, as, you know, as a farcical way and or just a means of trying to make a joke. He said this the other night. This is the best, out of millions of people that live in Pennsylvania, this is the guy? I know he's the lieutenant governor, but oh my goodness gracious. And then, of course, I mentioned yesterday with The View and all the other. And, 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 and the Hannity said it, it's very clear. It's the double standard, of course. But if somehow or other there was a Republican that went out and, and had a display like that, or a performance like Fetterman, they'd be all over him. They'd be joking about him. Look how they're treating Herschel Walker. They, they treat him like he, he's a complete moron. And, and by the way, he's, he's not the brightest bulb in the box. I think we can all agree about that. And I, I, I often wonder, you know, what he's saying sometimes. I don't quite understand. But he did really, really well in the debate. And I thought, what's his face there with the big nose would actually say something about the whole abortion issue, but he never did. Seems like he's intimidated by Herschel Walker. Uh, so Herschel Walker actually might win that race. After all things considered, there's a, how many women have come forward saying he, he paid for my abortion and all this stuff? Oh, my goodness gracious. But just another reason why people, celebrities or anybody, are not going to be running for office. Or they're not going to want to be candidates for the Supreme Court. The, the pinnacle of being an attorney, the pinnacle of being a district judge, a Supreme Court state judge. You, you, you just think about that. You, you want to go from bishop to pope. But then I wonder, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to stick to the bishop part. I don't want to go up to the Supreme Court as a Republican. They're going to start digging up stuff that I did at a, at a pool party back when I was 15 years old. Not going to happen. So it's a really ugly, ugly business. And we see it right here. I mean, you know, we, 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 we hear things, and I'm part of, you know, production of, of, of messages for, for the whole assembly race and whatnot. It's politics. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. But you've got to give credit, credit where credit is due to the Susan Duffys of the world, the non-politicians, for throwing their hat in the ring to begin with. Is it awkward? Does it get ugly at times? It does. There's no doubt about it. But you definitely have to have thick skin. So we congratulate all of them. Of course, we're getting closer and closer. We'll have Susan in here. We'll have an open invite to, uh, to Scott and other people running. Uh, you know, we haven't heard anything from Mark Walzick. I mean, again, I guess, you know, at this point, why, why stir anything? Why, why even run an ad? You got, you got it. You're in. You're one of the few people that are going to be part of the New York State Senate. And God bless you for that. Because in time. 755-1240 is the number. Give us a shout at any given time. 755-1240 is the phone number to get in contact with myself. By the way, and I don't know. So here's that word again, farcical call. I was, I was at home having lunch during the hotline show. And something tells me, and again, many of you listen to both shows. And you can, you can chime in if you want. But there was a guy that called in twice. And, of course, the gun nut said that was, you know, some, one of SG's fans or friends that, that called in about the alleged drug problems. And he thought Jeff Graham was the mayor. And more and more, I heard, of course, Jeff, Jeff is easily swayed. You know, like, oh, well, uh, and Jeff handled it right the first and second time. But I, I got to challenge that call. Hopefully he'll call here. He kind of made it sound like he's new to the area. He's originally, originally from downstate. I think he said he was from the Bronx. He doesn't have a New York accent, so right off the bat, I was questioning that. And he kept on saying, well, what are we going to do about this drug problem? I, I've been all over the place, and I can't, I can't believe how bad it is up here. This, this. And then he has the audacity to say, this gives me a, a you know, Watertown gives me bad feelings about New York. What are you going to do about it? And poor Jeff Graham, who hasn't been in office in 2015, you know, pissed off about a lot of things in the world, and quite frankly, I don't blame him. And then he gets this guy calling in, challenging him as if he's still the mayor. And Jeff says, well, uh, maybe we can get the mayor in here and uh, he can address all those concerns. But right now, I got to go. <clears throat> then he calls up later because Gun Nut accused him of being a friend of SG. If anyone heard that phone call, I'm going to go on and limb and say, that's a farcical call, Peter. That was fake. That's fake news. Someone's trying to uh, pull one over on uh, Mayor Jeff Graham on the hotline show. 
Now, Glenn Curry, for, as a listener at least, didn't buy it. Other thing, there's a big picture on News Junkie of, uh, of, of, of what Chick-fil-A looked like uh, in the wee hours of the morning. And they say here a thousand comments and photos on Facebook, just on uh, News Junkie's uh, Facebook page. And, uh, and then there's another article here about Holden and Tenney battling. For, we, we, we know who's going to win that. Oh, and the other big news. Oh, my goodness gracious. Is Arsenal Street right next, right near downtown Watertown has been closed for the last 24 hours. And there, there's a big, big reason for that. Looks like they're, they're uh, putting in all new services. I could be wrong on this. But it happens to be next to where the new YMCA building is, the $13 million YMCA building. It might be more than that now. I'm losing track. So it looks like they have some trunk or something coming from the other side of Arsenal Street. Either maybe they're digging up the sewer. Sewers are typically in the middle of the street. Or they're putting in a... a, a because that, that's going to that's gonna be a lot of water going into that place. So maybe new water lines going there, new services, sewer, electric, whichever. But, uh, and, and again, I could be completely wrong on this, but I'm just, I'm just looking at one construction site and assuming that something else is going on. But there's a t- tremendous amount of construction going around town. We, we have, uh, right down the block from us on Coffeen Street and Wealth Avenue, they've been, they've been fixing those corners for Arnold Hollow. And then there's the other one at uh, Massey Street and, uh, uh, what is that street there where Mercy used to be? I'm, I'm losing my mind. I go on it every day. And, and, and sometimes I wonder, you know, is this, I mean, they got these huge trenches. And I mean, they got pylons on one. But one thing is for sure: look out, because if you go off the beaten path on Massey Street in certain areas with all the construction, your car is not getting out. You're gonna probably go right on your side. Anyway, a lot of construction. All work is good, as they say. Uh, someone's on the line. Let's go to the phones. How are you in the air? It's National Grid doing something on Arsenal. Is that what it is? And are they are they? Is this in preparation of preparation of uh, the new YMCA? I, I don't remember. They mentioned it on the news. I just vaguely was listening. Right. But um, I could have addressed the, the guy, or the one that called Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing was, he's going on a tirade about Watertown. And right. What they're not, what they're doing, well, wasn't there a big, huge record busting, uh, fentanyl bust on Superior Street? Yeah, no, but my, here's my point about the guy. I think he was fake. I think he was just... Oh, I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if he, you know, but if he's going to call up again Monday, right? No, he uh, won't. He uh, but tomorrow they, they got them two hundred and some envelopes of fentanyl, I think it was, and he was released. So here's the problem: yeah. the cops did their their, their job, right. arrested him. Mm-hmm. The DA's hands are tied right. because of the Democrats that passed this new bill before him. Uh, right. So if somebody's mad, right. then maybe they should be talking to the the representatives in Albany. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But like, like you know, yeah. No. He, he, but just the way he talked, and, and, and by the way, he, I don't know if he's going to call on Monday or during this. He also mentioned, uh, yeah, I'll call up at ten o'clock. I said, dude, this, what, what the hell is this guy all about? Uh, and more and more, well, he was it, confused. It, it, nah, I just think he was yeah. full of garbage. That's all. Just because Jeff told him to call ten past the hour, and I think I don't know if he thought I said it was, it was ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. I don't know. Yeah. He was definitely. Okay, then we'll, then we'll get him. We'll get, and by the way, someone just he texted should him. him. He should have sent him to talk to you. Yeah, well, I'm actually hoping he does. And the fact that he's <laughs> not calling right now leads me to believe that, you know, not that I'm the big rough, tough guy here, but I, I, I would not, you know, I would definitely challenge that guy for who he is. That's for sure. Here's someone just texted me about the YMCA building. Someone said that the last they knew that the actual project itself is is going to be thirty million dollars. The yeah, I, I heard twenty nine point something close to thirty. Well, there you go. Why, why did I think it was so much less? Was it? How much of that is the city putting up? Does anyone know? I don't think anything. I don't think they're contributing anything. I think the county might be about so, so like, the so, city is and so is. So you know, like the, you know, the, the cliff onlys of the world will say, uh, "Well, that's only for the elite Clint, so that's why they're putting a lot of money there. Half the person can't go. I want to say the. Um, <laughs> Thirteen million you're getting from us from Lundy over on that. It used to be an old medical arts building. Right. Yeah. Over on, on, on Street. I think that's where the thirteen million was. And that was a year or two ago. Okay. Yeah. 
by the way, uh, Mike Lundy is doing very well on, on uh, Mullen Street there with his new uh, medical uh, project. There's two buildings going up very, very quickly. I mean, if, if you're a builder or if you're a builder, you know, or, or you're doing the service work on, on Arsenal Street, you can't pick better weather than this. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's no rain, no wind, no slush, nothing. This is perfect building weather, and uh, which is good. So all these projects are going to be completed uh, much quicker than, than normal. So so what else is going on? Anything? Not much. Um, what, do you think, what do you think Judge is going to fetch? Uh, it's funny you should say this. Um, because, you know, as you know, this is not a sports show, but, you know, the big question is, is San Francisco going to put a, an unlimited, you know, like, give him a blank check? Remember, he's from California. He's from the San Francisco area. They did so well with Barry Bonds, despite the fact that he was juiced all those years when he broke the records. Um, I, th I honestly think, and I don't want to see this happen, but I'll give you an explanation to why I feel this way. I don't want to see Judge go. You don't want to see Judge go. But at the end of the day, I don't really care. Because, I, and here, let me just explain. My brother brought this up. He says, you know what? You know how Boston, a much smaller market, will just, you know, and uh, other teams over the years, the Marlins would do this. They'd win a World Series, and then they just unleash everybody. Because they're not in New York. They don't, have the, the, they don't have the network. They don't have the sponsorship and whatnot. I think the Yankees are so fat and happy with what they're making, either whether or not they win or lose, they still make money. Whether, you know, they lose in the first, second, or don't get make to the playoffs at all. And you can't have that attitude anymore. So if Judge wants to go to San Francisco, go for it. Uh, I would say at this point, get rid of everyone, including Donaldson, who they have for at least another two years, by the way. But just start all over and make believe it's 1990 all over again. Because the only way you're going to be a winner is if you're going to have young players that can't be scouted, that don't have a history, that aren't fat and happy. You need, you need people that are hungry to win. And that's what you see on Philadelphia. That's what you see year to year with Houston, even though after the uh, the scandal with the cheating scandal and whatnot, they still come back and have a competitive team on the field because they know how to put men on base and they know how to score and they have great pitching. Without the home run, the Yankees are, are totally useless. And if they have to clean house and if J Judge is not part of the equation next year, that's sad. But look, what did Judge do in the, in the postseason? What did he do? He d did nothing. I don't want to put the man down. He's a great player. I don't want to see him go, but he's part of that whole hit a, hit a home run or nothing attitude, and yep. that's what the team was built on. We can't have that anymore. But I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm not sure where he's going to go to. San Francisco. You're going to see a seven-year, $300 million. At least. San Francisco says they're getting whatever he's Yeah, that's the dumbest thing in the world for San Francisco to even offer that. We'll, we'll get whatever it takes. It's like, they don't do that in business. You know, that means no. he's, you know, and the Yankees will have some type of counteroffer. I don't really care. I am so s s strong. I mean, that segment that I played for my, my nephew the other day, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I just wish that I could say exactly what my nephew, Brian Jr., said verbatim. Because he said in a minute, 46 seconds on the fan the other day that I played here on Monday. That, I, that summarized everything. You can't blame it on an open roof. You can't blame it on, you know, trash cans and all this other stuff. You just don't have what it takes to win the World Series. Houston does. And the one guy said familiarity. At the time, I didn't really understand that. Now I do. They just they make money whether they win or lose. And they, ha they can't have that attitude anymore. Guys like Jeff Graham want Aaron Boone to go away. That's not going to happen. And, uh, and as a result of that, we're just going to get the same team next year. Josh Donaldson's going to be laughing all the way to the bank every day. He doesn't care if he makes the playoffs or not. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's sad because... I will forever be a Yankee fan, but it's it this every year it gets more and more difficult uh, to continue. It really does. And, and by the way, a lot of the players are really upset with the fans too for for giving them a hard time. It's like that's what you signed up for. This this isn't right. this isn't playing in Miami where no one shows up or Tampa where no one cares. You knew that. The Yankee fans are the most probably the most brutal, and you know that. They are, and, and a lot of them are jerks. A lot of them are jerks, just like the Met fans and one. New York fans are not good, but at least you should know that. But a lot of these guys, oh my God, I kept they were yelling at me and went blah blah blah. Um, you know, so now you know. Now you know the true color. Everyone says, oh, it's great to play in New York. The fans know so much, and then they see this other side of them. I say, Whoa, hmm. Maybe not. They're oppressed when they go and get yelled at. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Well, thank you, my friend. Good call. Okay, I'll talk to you. Oh, uh, yeah, that's National Grid doing that down in Austin. Hey, on the air. Yeah, well, 
you were talking about that guy let loose with the fentanyl. Yeah. And uh, just let him loose. Yeah. He had 7,200 bags of fentanyl. Wow. 7,200. And they let him loose. Where, where was he captured? Where was he caught? I, I, I didn't pay attention to that, but I know he said he, they found 7,200 um, fentanyl bags to be distributed. So he's a distributor, and they still let him go. Amazing. They said no bail. I mean, this is something else. Uh, where are we going with this country? You know, there's a guy that's going to be selling fentanyl all over the North Country. Right. 10 million dollars in a couple of years if you're smart you can live off that for the rest of your life you know it's like Vicky Waters what was Vicky Waters with I think he was with a couple of te- and then he eventually made it to he was a football player this is 20 years ago and he made it to the uh, he, he was a player he went from Dallas he went to uh, Philadelphia and there's a famous play of Ricky Waters uh, getting the ball and then collapse, you know, falling before he got hit he's a big rough tough you know, football player Ricky Waters and everyone, oh, look at him. He doesn't want to get his. Why would he? And he's making me, you know, he's living in a big house somewhere in some sprawling sub, suburb outside Philadelphia. You know, it's, sometimes you, you, you got to get banged up to get to that point. You got to go through this and high school and fu- college. Got to get drafted. Got to show everyone you can make it into the NFL. You can still be there. Then you get your contract. And then you're like, oh, I don't have to play this anymore. I'm just going to fall down. And, and I, I use that as an example. But I, I think it's true. After a while, I said, well, I don't, I mean, unless you're like a Tom Brady who has more money than anybody, but he still wants to win. I think a lot of people don't have that approach. Of course, Brady's a little different, a lot different because he's a quarterback and he makes the difference because he is the field marshal. But a guy playing center field for a baseball team, he's just one of nine players. But they don't have that winning. I think after a while, it's just once you've made it, they don't care anymore. It's the same thing with football. Once you win the Super Bowl, no one repeats in football. It's like you won it already. You might be competitive the next year, but you don't even make it to the championship game most of the times. You what? You already have a ring. You already have your millions, your posse, some broad that you've been banging out there in, in Arizona for the last three years. You got all that. What more do you want? <clears throat> You're on the air. Hey, I just uh, tuned in late, so I don't know if you've been over this already. What's that? But uh, there was an article out there that they, they Boone's not going to get fired. Right. going to keep him. Yeah. Um, but also in the same article, I thought was a little surprising. They talked to some former Yankees, and both, uh, I believe it was Mariano Rivera and CC Sabathia, both said, you know, that they should keep him. Yeah. But was even more su- uh, surprising in the article that Derek Jeter said yeah. to fire him. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh yeah, and I believe they played. They played together. Um, but it was it was yeah, just a little sure. article. Matter of fact, I think it was on uh, it was on News Junkie uh, day before yesterday or yesterday, yeah. and, and I read it, and I was just I was very surprised. 
sorry to hear that come from Derek Jeter. I'm Derek Jeter, yeah. Well, I'll have to look at it. Well, what do you think? I mean, just real quick, what do you what do you think? Is keep him or leave him? Or let him go? Uh, you know, you, you got everybody else saying get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. Right. Um, I keep him. Yeah. But you've got the people that are saying get rid of him. Right. Uh, and Don Mattingly's available. Bring him in. Yeah. And, and I talked to, I said it on Jeff's show a couple, about a week or so ago. Yeah. I said that's a train wreck waiting to happen. Yeah. You know, everybody loves Donnie Baseball. Right. I think, you know, you signed to a five-year contract, in my opinion. I think it would be a mediocre first year. Yeah. And the remaining four years would be a train wreck. Yeah, and, and who knows? I mean, just like the call before, you got you know, you still have the players. Who, who can motivate players to play like they're, they're playing for the Marlins or, or another team? You know, or the Oakland A's. you got to teach them. All, all, I mean, really, because those are the guys, and I mentioned those teams, you know, the small market teams, because those guys play because they want to go to the Yankees. And then once they get to a big market, then they don't play anymore. I mean, it's not always the case. Don't get me wrong. But we need someone who's going to bring out the best and play. I don't know if Boone does that. And just the fact that Boone left uh, Josh Donaldson in the lineup as long as he did, i got to question that. I mean, there's got to be someone off the bench you can get in there instead of him. But he kept on relying and putting him in the uh, uh, whatever. I mean, it's all over. It's done. But um, going forward at this point, I wouldn't care. Listen, it's to me... It's better not to make the playoffs and to say, hey, next year we'll do better uh, because it looks like we did much better this year with younger players and we got this coming up, blah, 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 instead of winning 99 games and getting swept and humiliated by the Houston Astros. Oh, look at the Mets. The Mets won 100. Uh, Mets won 101. No, no, same thing. Same thing. Mets won more games. (laughs) And remember, Atlanta won 101 games, too. They lost. Los Angeles won 116 games and they lost to Philly. And, and the, uh, we had a caller the other day. The Padres should not be in the playoffs. They were 20 games behind uh, behind uh, the both teams. Both teams that are gone. Right. They, they were what they had to, to play in to get in. Didn't and, they? Exactly. So, the and it's and it's turning you know, baseball. And, and that puts credit to, the, to both of those teams. No doubt. And but, remember, uh, I got to go here in a minute. Yeah, no, I, ju- yeah. I just want to also leave uh, before I go here. Leave with you that I do think, uh, unfortunately, Judge will end up out uh, on the West Coast. Okay. No, I agree. He's going to San Francisco. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Probably. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks. So, uh, bear in mind, like you know, say if the Yankees won the World Series and Judge was the guy, the MVP, and then and then we lose him. I don't want to lose him at all. Don't get me wrong, but it would be really, really tough to lose him after you know, even if they got to the World Series and played competitively, and and Judge was a contributor, but they didn't. Judge was a non-factor. So if he goes, he goes. You know, it's it's like what have you done for me lately? Attitude, but we need pesky hitters. We need guys that get on base. Even if you bat two forty and you get on there with the walks and you steal and you you run a lot better than Stanton does around the bases. That, that again, you got to. That's it. All starts in the in the farm system. But I talk too much. I got to do a break because we're way behind. Let's do a break, and you're listening to the Live Fly Show. We'll be back. Hey, Rocky Horror fans. The annual Halloween show at the Black River Drive-In is now on two nights. Friday, October 28th, and Saturday, October 29th. And it's a double feature each night with a horror movie made right here in Watertown. Get ready for the movie premiere of Brain Hunter, New Breed, 1987. <laughs> first on Friday, October 28th, when the sun goes down. After Rocky is over, Brain Hunter, New Breed will be shown. <laughs> On Saturday, Brain Hunter will be shown first, followed by Rocky R. Tonight's two movies offer a great cause, because proceeds will go to our local urban mission, courtesy of Joe Staley's Music for the Mission. Just a jump to the left. Rocky first on Friday. Brain Hunter plays first on Saturday at the Black River Drive-In, October 28th and 29th. Get your tickets at the gate or online at blackriverdrivein.com. Win a full day 2023 fishing charter for up to four people with the Bill Safe Outdoors team and Safe's Fishing Charters with all the proceeds going to hospice. This adventure begins with a night's lodging at the Westview Lodge in Anderson Harbor. The next day, they will join the Safe team as they ply the waters of East Lake Ontario for species like salmon, walleye, brown trout, steelhead, bass, pike, and lake trout. Learn more on how to win this fantastic adventure on Lake Ontario by visiting the Westview Lodge or jeffersonhospice.org now through December 14th. This fishing adventure is up to four persons and will be booked based on Bill Safe Outdoors charter availability. 
this trip is not redeemable for cash. Don't miss out on the fun. Additional details on the Westview Lodge and Hospice Facebook pages. Stop in at the Westview Lodge in Henderson River or visit jeffersonhospice.org. Now until December 14th, get in so you can win. Good luck and please support hospice. So some type of video. Animation. It's called a cat. You know, just seeing a black cat walking across the screen like a silhouette dancing along to the beat here. Horns in the background. There's no horns now. But you know, you get the idea. Of course, I can't play this too long because the, you know, the algorithms catch up to me. Just 1962, if I'm not mistaken. They really, really did. And I, and I see that Taylor Swift has uh, her new album out. She's breaking all types of records in, uh, in terms of you know downloads and how much money she's made in this new album. When you listen to some of it, again, I, I just don't want to sound like an old guy, but I'm an old guy. How, I mean, again, when you listen to Magic 103 or any oldies station, there's an oldies station up north that I was listening to. And it plays a lot of stuff from the 60s and 70s, a lot of 70s stuff that you just, un- honestly, you just don't hear enough of. I mean, unless you have Spotify or whatnot. If Jim heard me, he'd be going crazy right now. But the bottom line is we don't have an oldies station in this town. You know, I mean, you know, on the weekends, AM 1240 does the oldies thing, and, you know, Ken will spin some music from the Beatles here and there. But for the most part, we don't have that. You know, that what fun type of you know music from the days. And so my, here's my point. I mean, I can't imagine 40 years from now, people are going to be listening to Kanye West, maybe to his early stuff, or to Taylor Swift. And if they are, and, and, and I know there's this new country sensation that's crossing over CHR and country uh, lists now. I forget his name. He's very good. But I don't, I don't think we're ever going to get another Johnny Cash or Garth Brooks or George Strait again. With George Jones, I know it's a different time. I get it, but you, you, you just can't say, "Oh, you're old." It has all to do with melody and instrumentation and word and, and the, how things were written. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, we had a discussion. Who was it? Going out yesterday. Going out also called in on uh, the hotline show today to kind of reiterate. It's like I, I, I don't think it matters anymore. I don't think it does. Even if we win, I don't know if we win entirely. I mean, if, if, if Lee Zeldin wins, I'll be jumping up and down. And then I'll come under the realization that now he's going to be a target for four years. Now, anything that goes wrong in Albany will all be his fault because there's a backlog. You know, he, he can't get a hold of the legislation group that, from both from, from the Democratic side. It, it will be a big, big test. If there's one guy that can do it, it's probably Lee Zeldin. Because he's got a lot of, you know, he's got a lot of energy to him. He's very intelligent, very realistic guy, you know, and a, a veteran too, which is huge. I just, I just pray that, you know, if if and when the Republicans do get their way, that it won't work against them because the complicit relationship with the media. Now, for instance, you know, Elon Musk is is going to buy is is going to take ownership of. Of Twitter. Now, this is not a Twitter community. I try to dabble in Twitter. There's a girl that I follow on there that I just want to just, I don't know, I can't say it over the air, but she drives everyone nuts. Her name is JoJo from Jersey, or JoJo Jers. And she's just an instigator. But I can't, ima- can't imagine that all of a sudden Twitter is going to be as powerful as it is now once Elon Musk takes over. You know, what was it, uh, Parler and uh, you know, the Truth Social? All those things are, are, at the end of the day, they're controlled by Google anyway, whether or not they're going to be, you know, seen or heard. Which I can't imagine. I mean, he's spending how much money? Uh, uh, Elon Musk, $43 billion or something? I think they're just going to sabotage this deal because now, and I, someone read an, uh, wrote an article about it, now, or said something the other day, whichever, now Twitter is going to be perceived as anti-American. Like, oh, oh now it's just open, open book for, for all the Nazis of the world. Before, you couldn't go on there and express yourself because you're dangerous. Now that Elon Musk, the guy who literally is going to change the world because he's going to get us to Mars and 
you know, turn every combustible engine into an electric car, all of a sudden he is the new devil. The left doesn't make much sense, do they? They really don't. They just don't make much sense. And we see that with Fetterman. That's why I'm obsessed with Fetterman. I think we all should be to some degree. That, you know, the, the, anybody to sit in that chair to be a rubber stamp for Chuck Schumer and the, and the Democrats. Now, again, I said this yesterday. It's the same for the Republicans. I get that. But it's so painfully obvious that when you got a guy up there that says goodnight as his, as his first thing out of his mouth at a debate that everyone was waiting for. Now, I know he was nervous, but that's the guy you're going to put in charge of Pennsylvania? That's the guy who's the lieutenant governor now? Well, I guess, the, I guess as far as the qualifications to be someone important in government in these days isn't as high as it should be, or at least isn't as high as, as it was. 755-1240. Did anyone, now, Je- Jeff was asking today, did anyone go and get a sandwich at uh, Chick-fil-A today? Anybody? And by the way, there's another article, um, and I, I was unfamiliar with this. Let me go back to it. I won't mention names because it's, it's just not important. But someone at a well-known dealership that was recently sold in the last year or so uh, is up on charges for embezzling $1 million. It's like, wow. And for the record, I don't know who this gentleman is. I don't know his business. Um, but uh, it's like, wow. I remember, you know, I, I mentioned this to uh, over the year, right here, that I, uh, I took $24 out of an account. I, I didn't take it out of an account. It was in my desk. We were selling something, and I, and I was falling short on cash. This was back in 1991 or something, 31 years ago. And it's easy for me to say that I'm an angel and I've never stolen anything before, but the bottom line is I've nev- I never have. I stole, stole two Richie Rich comic books when I was like 12, 13 years old, and to this day I feel bad about it. And another time I, I, I was short on cash and I took $24 out of, out of and it was in my desk, right like feet from where I'm sitting right now. Being raised a Catholic kid in Woodhaven, Queens, when the nuns would basically, you know, just take your head off just for just for erasing something that, you know, just for being imperfect. I guess that instead, and, and I think I was born with it. I think I was I was born to you know, to be to be fearful of God and adults and and authority. But I couldn't imagine taking that amount of money, even even a couple of hundred, because it's going to catch up to you eventually. This guy took a, a million bucks. He created a separate account. He was given the authority to, you know, to work in, in conjunction with the business and I'm assuming loans and money's exchanged. And he saw like, oh, geez, if I create this account, I can, I can steal money. Could you sleep at night doing that? Knowing that eventually that's just going to catch up to you. That's not your money. Some people I just think like, wow, they got so good at it. and I, 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 Maybe I deserve this. Look what I did. I did it and got away with it. But no one gets away with that. We see it so often. I, we haven't seen it to the left. I mean, someone might be stealing money from a from a lunch counter at a deli place, and we've seen that over the years. But a million bucks? Holy mackerel. 755-1240 uh, is the number. And also on News Junkie, uh, a discussion right from this show. I don't uh, um Right below the Glenn Curry show discussion. How do city residents win by giving... Lo- uh, well, I mean, this is basically written as if, like, you know... I, I have this whole, as far as the uh, the golf course is concerned, and it's a 90-second clip. Uh, again, I, the, the way it's portrayed, it's like, I just want to cl- make cl- a clarity. I have no idea if $3.4 million is good to be. Right off the surface, I was like, wow, that sounds like a good deal. And then I get all types of people calling me up, including the mayor himself. Glenn, you think $3.4 million is good for, for uh, a golf course? I go, Yeah. I even talked to P.J. Samara the other day. He says, uh, you know, those, those golf carts, you know, and he's right. Even the, the golf carts, uh, golf carts, even if they're like, you know, five, six years, even if they're older than that, you know what a, a used golf car, uh, cart will go? They say, not, not to suggest that the city's going to turn around and sell all the golf carts, but if they could, they could probably make over $200,000 just on that alone. But then you need to go out and buy new golf carts. So it's, it's a catch-22. So anyway, I don't know. When I, when I heard the deal, and of course we had uh, Cliff, uh, Councilman Cliff Only in here, otherwise known as CCO, here uh, last uh, last Friday, uh, he explained the whole thing to me. I was, oh, this is great. And then other people, that's why I would be a terrible politician. I'd be a terrible police officer. Do, do you know why I stopped you? Uh, yes, I have diarrhea. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, you were driving 60 miles an hour through a school zone at 2.30 in the afternoon. That was pretty bad. You shouldn't do that again. I won't do that again, officer, but I do have diarrhea. Okay, you can go. I'd be terrible. I'd let everyone go. Uh, someone says, hey, Glenn, uh, you want to pass legislation on this bill here? Oh, what is this? Uh, we're going to buy a golf course we can't operate for $3.4 million. I'll go for it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, geez, look, look how much we spent on the pool. Remember that? Jeez, at least you get some golf in there. And get some sun and go out and go to the snack shack. <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? 755-1240 is the number. No one's chiming in. It's such a beautiful day. I get it. People are out and about. People are worried. This could be the last day we'll have. This is this the, the, the weather we've had in the last 10 days, minus last Thursday, might be the greatest weather in the history of weather. Unbelievable. And I get that. So let's do this. Let's do a break, and uh, we'll be back after this. Roof looking older than you are, finding more tiles in your lawn than grass? It's time to go hair and just contracting. The roof people, don't delay, though. Call them to set up a free estimate. Call them now at 782-9129 for hair and just contracting. The roof people who will call you back. Read more. Understand more. Be connected with what's happening outside your door. NNY360.com and the Watertown Daily Times gives you more. Subscribe today by calling 315-782-1012 and stay connected to the news that matters. Stay connected to your community. NNY360.com and the Watertown Daily Times deliver you high-quality stories about what's happening in the North Country. Stay current with your local community news before it becomes the history of tomorrow. Call 315-782-1012. Hey. It's David Goldsmith here at FX Caprara Honda. And if you're looking for fun, FX Caprara has got your fun rides. Of course, our new Hondas are always fun. And right now in our showroom, we have the all-new redesigned 23 Honda CRV. The whole vehicle has been redesigned for 2023. And of course, it's got the safety and dependability that you get from Honda. Here's another fun fall vehicle, the 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Of course, the new Ridgeline has the bed in the back, but it's also top for your snowboards and skis. At FX Capra Honda, we are all about the best of the best. The best selection, the best service, and the best people. Put that together with the best price, and you've got FX Capra Honda. Right along Interstate 81, Bradley Street, Watertown. Oh, and here's something special for Halloween. We're doing a fun trunk or treat at all of our FX Capra dealerships. And it's absolutely free on October 29th from 4 to 5 p.m. Courtesy of the FX Cabrera family. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Harridge's contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Harridge's contracting. For people who will call you back. Welcome back. A couple minutes left. Nobody's on the line. And here's an interesting, I mean, again, this, this, this Avaldi story. Uvaldi. Uh, in Texas, a couple of months, this past uh, spring, where uh, scores of uh, young children were killed by that maniac who got inside the school and the police essentially just let him go about his business. Now, uh, uh, the New York Post is reporting police officers responding to a Voldy massacre of 19 children and two teachers whine about their fears of getting shot in a newly leaked body cam footage from the day of the tragedy. Nearly 400 law enforcement officers from uh, different agencies responded to the shooting, blah, blah, blah. In the footage, heavily armed, heavily armed officers uh, with bulletproof vests from the Texas Department of Public Safety linger outside. One, uh, now i got to pop up here. Give me a second here. One that says, uh, want to jump the effing gate or what, asked one officer. Meaning, you know, do you want to go the opposite way? What is the safest way to do this? Another one says, I'm not trying to be clapped out, responded the second DPS trooper. Me neither, said the first officer. And then another one says, and I quote, I also don't want to be standing right next to the windows where he can shoot me, bro. So again, nobody wants to get shot, especially, you know, when some maniac has nothing else to lose after, you know, being doing what he's doing. He's a loose cannon, literally. Boy, I tell you what, that's, uh, boy. And I know the whole the whole town was fired, essentially. And then another video that, that's been capturing a lot of people's attention, I don't know if you saw this, a bunch of, I guess, teaching ass assistants somewhere, wherever, whatever crappy school district this came from, these women are scaring the, just crap out of the students with, uh, with rubber masks, Halloween masks. This was about a week ago or so. It's just so sad. 
and you know, you wonder, you know, why do people do this? You know, I, I don't get it. And, and if you saw the video, it's, it's very disturbing. The kids, it doesn't take much to scare a child. Not at all. Especially with a creepy rubber mask. And you're going right up to their faces. They, they were in so, so much control. They, apparently, they, they've been throwing felony charges against these, uh, these teachers. I don't know if they were assistants or whichever. But they're all fired, obviously. The felony charges will be dropped. But it's just, why? Is your life that miserable that you have to take it upon yourself to, to scare a four, four five-year-old child? I don't get that. It's easy for me to say, but I could never see doing that. Hey, Glenn. Just real quick thing about the Vivaldi, the cops down there. Yeah, yeah. They knew what they signed up for. Guess what? I did, I was a firefighter yeah. for 35 years. I never backed off going into a burning building because I was too scared. Let me ask you, let me challenge you, and I know your answer. Uh, you hear the sounds of, uh, you know, an AR-15, you know, like feet away from you. You know that there's blood. You know that there's victims. Uh, a fire, again, I'm, I'm just challenging you. A fire is a fire. You can die. The floor can fall between. But a bullet can come from through a, you know, a wall without you knowing it. Is it a different scenario or not? Not really. Okay. You are trained. That's why they have training. Then why did why, why you have body armor? Why did these guys you know what to do? Why did this happen then? Why, why did they, why was there a collective resistance from everyone? Why did all of them say, I'm not going in there right now? Was it because, because they were school district cops? You know, there was a lot of cops there from different uh, jurisdictions. Yeah, but that's when the state police came in. Yeah. They were the ones that took charge. Well, no, not the state police. I think it was the Coast, uh, the, uh, the Border Patrol guys. But the Border Patrol. I, yeah, yeah. But those were professional fire, or, er, excuse me, professional cops. Yeah, and I hate they bringing up the story trained. because, you know, it's it's not a it's not a pro cop story because these are cops that didn't do their job. So anyone who's a police officer doesn't want to hear the story because they're going to treat you know because other people are going to say all oh, cops are the same because let's face it in recent years cops have been giving a bad name thanks to defund the police and that nonsense. Yep. So this story doesn't well, help the what, police. I'm, I'm putting up with a lot of injuries that I got over the 35 years that I was a firefighter. Yeah, I've been burned three times. I'm sure, but I had to go to the hospital. Right, doing my job. No, I understand. I did my job. I know you did. And thank God you did and you, and you made it safe. But thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one. You too. Uh, yeah. My father was a cop. I come from a family of cops. I, I, and again, it's not the first time. There was a guy down in Florida did the same thing. The security guard. He had a gun loaded and everything ready to go. He stood outside for 15 minutes in Parkland at high school. That guy was just sentenced the other day. Not to mention the maniac in Wisconsin was sentenced yesterday. The guy ran over all the people in the... Uh, Parade. Crazy world, folks. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We do this tomorrow, and uh, we do it every day, Monday through Friday. AM 1240, WE10, Watertown, Makes Us Legal. Up next, CBS News. You have a good night, everybody. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Families in Texas got into a heated and emotional exchange today with the guy who led the response to the Evaldi school shooting. Reporter Chris Fox says these families are calling for him to quit. The pressure is mounting on Texas Department of Public Safety Director Colonel Steve McCraw to resign because of what he called the abject failure of his department's response to the mass shooting.